Hey everybody, a quick programming note. This week's will be the last episode of Pivotal Insights. But never fear, the podcast itself is not going away, just the name. Going forward, we're going to have just one podcast here at Pivotal called Pivotal Conversations, and that will include episodes from both myself and Dormain, as well as from our colleagues, Richard Schroeder and Michael Cote. Just search Pivotal Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to listen to all your favorite episodes. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Pivotal Insights. I'm Jeff Kelly. This week, Dormain and I speak with Stefan El Mabruk, who is the head of operations of the digital factory at Talus. Talus is a French company with diverse lines of business, including transportation, aerospace, and defense. We talk with Stefan about its approach to transforming how Talus builds software, including starting its own digital factory, which is an environment where Talus developers learn modern software development while simultaneously building real products for Talus customers. Enjoy. Welcome to the show. We, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you. So why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the company for our audience who may not be familiar with it. Thales is, uh, is uh, let's say, uh, an engineering, a software uh, engineering company uh, acting in the aerospace and defense uh, industry. Uh, more or less 70,000 uh, employees uh, worldwide. We have an international uh, footprint. Uh, Thales is acting on various, I would say, uh, markets, uh, aerospace, aerospace, uh, so with uh, in-flight entertainment, uh, air traffic control management systems uh, in the space uh, domain uh, with satellites, both in defense and, uh, and civil uh, satellites, in ground transportation for critical infrastructure uh, related to mobility, uh, to urban rail uh, or main, uh, main lines, uh, rails, uh, defense, of course, and uh, we are, uh, we are, uh, a trusted, a trusted partners for uh, many, let's say, uh, uh, armies and, uh, and defense uh, uh, organizations. And the last but not least, security. Uh, so acting on cyber security. Uh, so in the cyber space and more generally, more globally, uh, securing, I would say, uh, um, uh, governments, institutions, and, and big uh, and big companies, uh, critical uh, infrastructure. Uh, so myself, I have been working for Thales for uh, a little bit more than 10 years now. Uh, so in, um, in the IT, in the IT field, so in applications, in transformation, and more recently uh, setting up uh, the digital, uh, let's say the digital factory. Before that, uh, I spent uh, uh, more or less 10 years in, uh, in, um, in consulting, consulting uh, companies, so Accenture in, in big, I would say, or international transformation programs. Fantastic. So Talos is definitely in a pretty diversified group of industries, developing some pretty sophisticated software-based products. But what are some of the things that were that are either putting some pressure on, on not just the company, but the industries that you're in, in terms of uh, pushing you towards this transformation to yeah. modernize the way you build applications? Because as I said, you've, you've got thousands of engineers, you're a pretty sophisticated software company as it is. So help us understand the context of some of the work you're doing and, and why it was important for Talos to take some of these steps that we'll get into in a minute. In fact, like you know, uh, we are in uh, in the software, I would say, and then in the high tech, I would say, uh, uh, industries so technology and things are moving. Uh, so things are moving uh, very very fast. Uh, the world is, is is moving fast on on that, and so uh, we need uh, as as a company, as as a big company, uh, also uh, to be uh, more agile, uh, to act uh, uh, faster. Uh, on our uh, innovation processes and in our uh, go-to-market uh, processes, um, and 
uh, with uh, with all what is uh, ongoing on the digital, I would say, uh, field, uh, Thales uh, needed also, of course, to embark uh, in this uh, in this uh, in this field. So to make it short, um, we are engaging. We engage, uh, let's say, uh, uh, a transformation, a transformation, uh, transformation uh, uh, initiative, of course, to to secure our growth uh, and also to increase our efficiency and. The transformation, the digital uh, transformation in itself, is one of the of the of uh, of these um, uh, pillars. Uh, it's one of the pillars uh, of the overall uh, transformation. What are what are some of the other pillars? I'm just curious beyond digital transformation that are that are helping you secure growth and increase efficiency. Uh, yes. Yeah, so going global, for the other pillars are um, let's say um, articulating around the, the growth and uh, and going global. It means. Uh, developing our international uh, footprint uh, so in uh, in developing countries but also uh, in uh, uh, in western western europe and, uh, and north america so moving and improving our let's say international uh, footprint so that's uh, another pillar and um, the third pillar is about efficiency uh, so it's a, a project called ambition boost in order to boost uh, to boost our uh, internal efficiency Efficiency, so about supply chain, uh, purchasing, uh, HR, finance, so all uh, the support, uh, the support um, uh, functions, uh, efficiency. So these are the pillars. And back to the digital uh, transformation one, it's uh, it's the heart, I would say, of uh, our uh, engineering uh, and software development shift uh, from uh, uh, from traditional and legacy products uh, towards uh, new offers, uh, new digital uh, offers. Uh, and part of that, of course, uh, is uh, the, um, the the acceleration. So the willingness uh, to move uh, faster. And you you mentioned you've been there for about ten years. Can you give us perhaps a, a good historical context for the story? Contrast where you were ten years ago, and or even five years ago, and and where you're trying to get to with your transformation today. Uh, if we compare, let's say. Uh, uh, the way uh, we have been doing a business, say for for several years, yes, is uh, uh, bringing, I would say, uh, bringing bringing to the to, to, to the market, uh, or let's say, development uh, requirements uh, coming, I would say, from uh, from our main uh, or targeted uh, customers, and so having uh, a V cycle, I would say, a V cycle approach where we have requirements, we. Uh, bid uh, against this uh, this uh, this, uh, this requirement. If we win the if we win the bid, uh, we have a contract, and then we have a detailed specification. Then we have our engineers teams to develop. Then we have to test, to integrate, and so on. So it's the traditional, I would say, uh, V cycle based on uh, based on uh, uh, contract management, uh, based on uh, uh, project management. Let's say traditional ways of uh, of of doing a, of doing a business. Uh, uh, our customers uh, are also engaging uh, in, in, uh, in, in transformation because, as I said before, things are moving faster and our customers are also challenged uh, to develop, uh, to develop uh, new services uh, faster to secure uh, or to, to, uh, to de-risk new threats uh, faster. Uh, and so we have uh, again to move from this v cycle traditional way of doing things into uh, developing i would say uh, new offers uh, push these uh, new offers and testing in a more lean startup approach uh, in order 
to uh, avoid long cycle, long cycle times and to have a faster, I would say, uh, go-to-market. Uh, go so that's, uh, that's the first, uh, first uh, observation. Uh, so the, the, the trend is, uh, is, uh, is shifting. To be frank, uh, uh, it is, of course, shifting uh, rapidly in the civil, uh, in the civil markets, uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, aviations, uh, like uh, transportation or, or, or uh, uh, urban, uh, urban security. Um, uh, in the in the defense uh, space, where uh, where it comes to certification, to accreditation, and so on, uh, the shift is uh, is slower, but the shift is uh, engaged. So that's uh, that's the main uh, observation that we can uh, that we can that we can have, and uh, as a consequence, uh, of course, uh, we are talking about uh, processes. Uh, but the, the main thing that uh, that is happening as well uh, is uh, is the impact on on people. This uh, agility that is uh, required, uh, of course, on the engineers' teams, but also on the other uh, let's say departments or functions uh, from from the uh, from the company, and uh, that's how we are. Uh, let's say uh, embracing embracing this uh, this change. It means both uh, processes and technology through these uh, new offers developments, but also the ways the ways of uh, doing things. It means uh, uh, the ways that people are are uh, are managing more uh, autonomously uh, the, uh, the the products they uh, they handle. So Stefan, I think maybe one way that would be helpful for me is. So walk through maybe a concrete example of a, a particular offering or, or, or piece of software that um, you know maybe you've built in in kind of the new digital factory or contrast that to you know how a piece of software would have been built before. Um, you, know, you mentioned kind of the long cycles, but you know what what would this particular application, like something yeah. new that you're trying to build to market, yeah, of course, how like, would it be addressing? Uh, as an example, yeah, as a uh, concrete example, uh, we had, um, we had uh, uh, let's say, uh, uh, a, big, a big contract, a multi-year, let's say, a contract with, uh, uh, with the transportation, uh, transportation, I would say, authority, and, uh, and uh, the project team uh, was, uh, was um, struggling uh, to develop some, some features related to, to data in real time, uh, the congestions, and uh, to have uh, the various uh, units in charge of uh, all the traffic, I would say, uh, regulation uh, to act, to intervene. So the, the, the project team was really struggling, and uh, they were in a, in a conflict, I would say, with the, with the, with the customer. Uh, in contract management mode, you know, and uh, so dealing with penalties and so on. And uh, so mm. the, the program manager uh, took, uh, uh, we had a discussion uh, with, uh, with, uh, with him and uh, we said, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's be in a more, uh, let's say, a, a lean approach in a, in a trial, uh, in a trial, uh, in a trial uh, I would say, approach, in a test and learn approach uh, to set up, I would say, uh, uh, a joint team, of course, uh, with uh, with uh, with the customer. Uh, so um, so we we set up uh, we set up uh, let's say uh, a, a joint team uh, with some uh, some users from the customer uh, and uh, a team from the digital factory, uh, and we leveraged uh, let's say our uh, our capacity. It means we we are using uh, uh, a cloud uh, 
uh, let's say, uh, a public uh, public cloud. We are using, let's say, we have a set of uh, of, uh, of technology, continuous uh, continuous integration, continuous uh, deployment. So we have all, I would say, the the the, the best in breed, I would say, techno stack uh, in order to develop faster. But we set up also the the more autonomy and uh, and um, and an approach, I would say, with the with the customer in order to to iterate uh, in uh, in short term uh, sprints. Uh, and let's say in three months, uh, we developed uh, we developed let's say the the features that were expected. By the customers uh, that uh, and uh, with which they were struggling for, uh, I would say almost uh, almost nine months. Uh, so just it's an example. It's an example to say that uh, putting a, a team in the right organization with the, with the freedom, uh, with the direct access, with the, with end users and working, I would say uh, in um, in um, in short uh, in short loops and leveraging the right processes and technology, it means the result is there. So that's an example. And we have uh, other example of developing what we call MVP. So the first example I was mentioning is, uh, is an example of uh, a recovery, a project recovery, uh, moving from the mm -hmm. traditional, I would say, V-cycle uh, to uh, an agile uh, way of doing things. So that's an example. It was very uh, successful and uh, it was, uh, I would say, uh, thanks to that, uh, let's say uh, Thales recovered uh, the, the, the project and the customer again had this trust in Thales and uh, so the, the, the situation yeah. and the relationship now is better. Okay, so that's the first example. We have a second, we have several other cases where we develop what we call MVPs, so minimum viable products. Uh, so it mm -hmm. means uh, we are, uh, we are uh, accelerating, I would say, the, the, innovation, the innovation cycle where uh, uh, from the business lines, uh, we take an idea that we validate, we validate the desirability, we validate the viability, and uh, in uh, in uh, eight, I would say, sprints, uh, we deliver uh, we deliver the products and we test it. It means that it's not a, a proof of concept; it's an actual, I would say, product uh, that is uh, that is uh, uh, set to be uh, used by uh, by by by, uh, by the customers. And so, I can give you, let's say, an example of. Uh, of uh, a UTM, uh, a UTM uh, uh, MVP. So it's uh, it's uh, uh, an MVP that uh, optimizes, I would say, the aircraft uh, routes. Uh, so it's an MVP. Basically, what it does, it's uh, gathering uh, data from, from uh, air traffic management uh, uh, systems, uh, weather uh, weather forecast data, and through analytics, uh, uh, it mm -hmm. suggested uh, some route uh, some route uh, optimization. And again, this MVP uh, has been developed in uh, in four months uh, with uh, actual uh, users, uh, with the uh, air traffic uh, operator users uh, testing uh, testing in short uh, short loops what has been developed by the, by uh, by the teams uh, and confirming confirming let's say the, the usability uh, of uh, of uh, of the products. Um, and now it's part of the MVP, let's say that are uh, that are being transferred back to the to the business line. So through these two examples, uh, it showcases uh, how uh, we can move. I would say from uh, long cycles of multi months, I would say a project uh, to a multi weeks uh, projects. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, and the um, you know the the turning around that 
that transportation engagement to go for nine months, you know, with folks kind of just running into running into the wall. Yep. Um, and then turning it around and three months later having the, the features needed is astounding. So, I mean, you mentioned a couple things as you described both of these that sort of stood out to me. One, you know, you, you talked about the composition of the team and you talked about, um, you mentioned kind of really testing this with real users and engaging the actual users as part of how these solutions are developed. Um, you know, just the way that you called it out made it sound like that was possibly something you think was a, a big part of why it was able to be more successful. What what would you say were kind of the critical factors that moved the needle for these types of projects? Um, was it the you know the working in smaller sprints? Was it engaging the users? Was it the composition of the team? Um, how did you put together those teams in terms of who from within uh, Talis gets pulled into this? Yep. Uh, you've got thousands of engineers. Is this something that is, you know, broad based across and you can kind of pull from anyone? Or is there a way that you're sort of um, cultivating from within the, the larger ranks of Talis engineers to work on these types of projects in this different way? Yeah. In fact, to, uh, to 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 answer to your question, on what are what are I would say the uh, the factors? Uh, as I said before, the the first um, the first I would say uh, key success factor, or let's say ingredients. Let's not call it key success factor, but the first ingredient uh, is uh, the 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 squad. I would say the team, the team constitution in itself. Uh, it means. Uh, uh, embarking, I would say, uh, uh, both uh, the, the customers and the users. Not only the customer who is paying, but the user that that is that is using the, the solution. Uh, so that's that's part of uh, of uh, of the composition of the team. And then, of course, uh, the uh, the DevOps the DevOps profiles, the right UX profile, the agile coach, and so on. So the multidisciplinary, I would say the multidisciplinary team, sorry, um, is, uh, is yes, the first, uh, first uh, ingredient, but it's not the only one. The second one is uh, the, um, uh, the autonomy, uh, the autonomy of the team. And when, when I uh, talk about autonomy, it's the, the whole, I would say, uh, context where this team is put into. It means uh, we created this digital factory as a, as a unit separated from the other units of Thales where uh, the performance management is uh, is different where the teams have a lot of autonomy where the i would say the agile uh, culture is uh, is embedded uh, into into the into the team it means that uh, we are uh, uh, we are uh, uh, putting a context so the second ingredient i would say uh, is uh, is uh, is the context uh, the organizational and the process context where the team is 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 operating, and I would say the third the third ingredient is uh, uh, is how or the way we leverage the technology. Basically, uh, in uh, I would say in uh, in our legacy uh, in our legacy world, when you set up a team for a new project, uh, you need to acquire you know or set up some. Uh, some infrastructure to start working. You need to configure uh, your uh, 
your integration, I would say, uh, uh, chains. Uh, you need to connect them to the network to open. Fun. So it's a it's a it's mm -hmm. a long uh, it's a long story, and sometimes it takes a couple of weeks to a couple of months just to get things ready to start working. You know, so it's a waste of time. And so leveraging technology, as I said, uh, uh, Azure, uh, Pivotal. Uh, uh, so leveraging our building blocks uh, is uh, is is a is a huge accelerator. Today, uh, we are able uh, in couple of uh, in couple of hours uh, to set up a full uh, development environment uh, for for our team. So that's the third ingredient. So f first ingredient, of course, is the people. Uh, but okay, we can um, everyone can can have it. But let's say it's, it requires this this openness uh, to. To combine the right uh, the right profiles, the second uh, basically uh, is the context where the people uh, are acting uh, from an organizational uh, perspective, from an HR perspective, from a Friedman I would say perspective, and the third of course is leveraging the right uh, the right uh, technologies. So that's how yeah. we we did it. Uh, today it's um, it's proven to be to be to be working. It's not rocket science, but again. Uh, 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 for cl for a native cloud native uh, company, it looks like, of course, uh, obvious. Uh, for a traditional company, it is uh, it is a shift, it is a change, and this uh, this is about our transformation, say, journey and the creation of this digital factory. Could you talk about how you got started? You know, you mentioned a lot of the great things you're doing as part of the digital factory, but what were some of those initial steps? I mean, if, if, if somebody from another company is listening to the podcast and, and, and likes what they're hearing and would like to get started, what are some of the things they need to think about? Uh, the, the digital uh, factory so started one year ago, huh? so that's the creation of uh, the digital uh, factory. But before that, I would say we spent, uh, we had more or less uh, one year kind of uh, uh, preparation and uh, preparation activity it means uh, setting uh, setting up i would say uh, uh, a strategy or approach key objective i would say and approach uh, in order to to elaborate what uh, will be i would say the digital transformation for for Thales. it means uh, in terms of uh, in terms of impact in terms of stakes so we had one year i would say uh, preparation in order to think about what will we do? Uh, what are, let's say, the, the the main threats? What are the business lines? So it's a, a kind of strategic uh, strategic uh, approach. Uh, um, so that took a couple of uh, couple of weeks, months. Then uh, we had um, we had uh, I would say a phase where we questioned uh, how uh, how we should do that. So a couple of questions were raised: Do it? Uh, shall we do it uh, internally in an existing unit? Uh, what are the technical choices that we need to perform? Uh, with whom uh, we should uh, we should partners? Uh, so uh, uh, some discussions uh, and a couple of I would say weeks um, interactions with uh, with sponsors uh, with key stakeholders uh, took place, uh, and then uh, we were in a, more in an execution. It means uh, a preparation of the digital factory. It means that we we tackled. Uh, some structure structuring uh, options. Uh, the one that I mentioned is uh, was uh, uh, to create uh, one of the key decision was to create an ex nilo uh, organization, uh, the digital factory uh, as a separated units, uh, separated legal entity uh, with an agreement, let's say 
a green light uh, to uh, develop new processes, uh, to not to be, uh, I would say, uh, 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 embarked uh, in the traditional, in the traditional, I'd say, way. It means full freedom to create from from scratch. So that was a, a key, a key, a key option. Then the option um, of um, uh, partnership. Uh, so the decision to go with uh, with Microsoft Azure, the decision to go, let's say, with uh, with uh, with Pivotal, uh, the decision, uh, I would say, to partner also with Accenture at least for the first year in order to ramp up uh, fast. Uh, so that was a part of also of the preparation, I would say. Uh, and the first uh, the first month of uh, of, uh, of execution um, and, um, and, uh, and and the third I would say uh, action was to set up the core team so to to recruit uh, uh, key players uh, I would say uh, in order uh, to secure the key position of the digital factory and so that was more or less the the, the, the first year preparation and then uh, last July so in July 2017, uh, we started. Uh, we start, let's say, the first uh, the first uh, activity, and we have uh, we had a very uh, a very let's say fast uh, ramp up. Uh, since as we are speaking today, we are 200, uh, 200 uh, more or less 200, uh, 200 people uh, in the digital uh, digital uh, factory. So I don't know if uh, it answered to your question to uh, how we we did it. Uh, so we had. Uh, a kind of strategic planning activity, then uh, uh, preparation activity, as I, as I said, uh, and then key decision on structuring points in order to have the green light and to and to and to kick off uh, to kick off this uh, uh, this journey. Now that you're kind of a year plus in, is there anything that if you could hop in a time machine or perhaps a DeLorean, if you're a Back to the Future fan? Um, and you were to go back 18 months ago, uh, two years ago, when, when you're sort of starting this, is there anything you would have you would do differently, knowing what you know now? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> it's easy. It's always easy. <laughs> no, but your question. Yes. Uh, what we found, we did a lot of things. I think the right way. Uh, uh, creating, let's say, the, uh, a dedicated unit uh, uh, in a co-working uh, facility. We are we are in a rework, uh, let's say, facility. So out of uh, downtown Paris, so it's easy for recruitments to 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 attract mm -hmm. talents and so on. So we did, I think, a lot of things uh, the right uh, the right uh, the right way. One thing I would do differently uh, is uh, to anticipate or to accelerate. The recruitment of key skills, some key skills, I would say. Um, uh, so, uh, I think we to to go fast. As I said, uh, we partnered with with Accenture. The partnership is is going uh, okay. Uh, I would say, but uh, uh, we observe very quickly that uh, that the, the key resources, more than the core team, I would say, or the management uh, team, uh, we have some some key resources that we should have uh, anticipated. Uh, so that's one thing I will uh, I would do uh, differently and specifically uh, uh, on our core services. So uh, 
uh, I spoke about the MVP, the minimum viable products, huh, uh, which are products for business lines. But we have also a mm -hmm. set of what we call core services in order to implement, let's say, the, the platform in itself, huh, running on Azure with Pivotal and so on. But we have also some core services related to security. Uh, we have some uh, some some expectation and some high requirements, I would say, in in the security and the security fields. And on that area, typically, we should have anticipated uh, the recruitment, uh, the recruitment of of uh, key expert of of talents uh, on that uh, on that space. Um, on the on the cultural cultural uh, transformation aspect as well, um, if uh, if it was uh, uh, to do differently, I would also uh, anticipate a little bit more uh, what we call the agile coaches. Uh, today, mm -hmm. we are relying on some external partners but uh, you know uh, we have also the uh, the cultural fit uh, with Thales legacy that we need to cope with uh, and on that uh, on that perspective we should have uh, maybe uh, anticipated some some talents recruitments or uh, transferred some Thales people and upskilled them uh, in order to 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 and to deal with the, with this sensitive uh, topic. So, in short, I would say from a technical standpoint, uh, I think the choices that have been done were the good ones so far. Uh, uh, and we have some flexibility, of course, uh, to, to, to switch uh, as well from technology and, uh, and developments, let's say, uh, tooling. Uh, but the, the, the choices are, are okay. Uh, from a process and organization perspective, the choices were quite good. Back to your question, uh, the thing I would do differently is uh, the talents, the talents uh, recruitment and anticipation uh, on some on some specific uh, area. Yeah, no, and I think it's also important to also reflect back on the things that you would say. If I went back two years, I would do it the same way, right? Like we did that right. We we set up a separate entity and we located it in the right spot, and that has paid dividends. Right. You know, as you mentioned, so I always just think it's interesting, like it, if you what's your, your hindsight is 2020. So what what have you learned that you would do it again? So that's that's interesting. And you'd also mentioned as you were talking about the, the, the success ingredients, which kind of actually maps to you know people, process and technology, right? The team constitution, the context and how the tech is leveraged. But you mentioned in there, in, a, in, in the context uh, section, about how performance management is different. And then that's been part of it. I, I was curious if you could sort of describe what that looks what like yes. for talent. Yeah, I will give you an example. Um, we, uh, fine, it's one example, but there are maybe some, some others. Um, the, uh, the example I would mention is, uh, uh, we removed, we, we completely uh, removed uh, the individual, the individual uh, performance. Uh, it means that uh, in our Thales, I would say, uh, legacy world, uh, like in many other big companies, uh, uh, we have uh, you have individual performance. It means that uh, uh, your boss is uh, the one that is uh, evaluating your your performance and uh, so uh, uh, against your objective and uh, and your payroll benefits uh, and salary increase and so on, bonus and so on, uh, is uh, based on that. And so uh, it's, it's a way of doing things. 
um, the other uh, the other way. From, there are many other ways, but the one that we implemented here is that we removed the individual uh, performance since we uh, wanted uh, to uh, to leverage and to to reinforce the collaboration, the teamwork. Mm -hmm. uh, so we removed individual performance and we set up only, uh, let's say, the team uh, the team uh, the team performance. So the the performance. Uh, of, uh, of of the team uh, is based, of course, on some criteria. Of course, on KPIs and so on, like uh, like uh, the the results. Uh, let's say the results of uh, of, uh, of of the team against the objective, uh, the customer satisfaction. So we have a set of KPI, but this set of measure is equal uh, to the team, and so that's a very positive ingredient towards team collaboration towards. Uh, let's say uh, team autonomy as well, and so that's uh, that's uh, a structural, I would say, uh, change uh, that we could not uh, do uh, in a in a legacy, I would say, uh, a legal entity because of unions, because of many things. So thanks to this option of saying, okay, let's uh, go from scratch, create a unit, create, let's say, a, a separate legal entity. We we set up processes, but also um, so that's an example. Uh, we have some others uh, in order, uh, in order, let's say, to uh, uh, to uh, uh, to develop, let's say, the continuous improvement, the excellence uh, outreach. Uh, so we are setting up uh, some some indicators or some incentives uh, to encourage uh, the team in the continuous improvement activity in the excellence outreach. So that's another example as well that is not used today in our legacy. Uh, I would say HR performance uh, system, and so these new, I would say, uh, uh, tools and measures are uh, are very really, uh, uh, impacting, uh, impacting also uh, uh, the teams, the teams' efficiency, the teams' morale. So that's uh, that's I think uh, in itself, uh, the teams, the engineering uh, team, uh, have some uh, dashboarding in order to monitor, of course, the the activity. And one difference versus our legacy way of doing things is that we do not only measure, uh, I would say, the, the burn chart uh, against, I would say, the, uh, the facts. It means that we have a, a certain amount of user story, and so we need to develop that in that sprint and so on. So that's the facts that we measure, of course, but it's not the only thing that we value. Mm. Uh, we value also the team mood. We value also also, the team confidence, uh, the impediments, it means that in the dashboarding that is visible for all the teams and that is visible uh, for the management, uh, we introduced also uh, some new KPIs that are more related to people, to collaboration, to morale uh, that were not uh, used traditionally or that we don't uh, uh, find or find out uh, uh, in uh, let's say in our uh, legacy talents, but even in other companies, uh, in software companies, we do not often uh, pay attention to the morale of the team, to the to the to the confidence of uh, of the team, and that's something that is also very positive and had a very valuable impact uh, on uh, on the, the overall uh, team efficiency and performances. Yeah, I think that's it's fascinating, and I think it's also fundamental i've heard i've heard a lot of some of the other kind of successful cloud foundry adopters who've kind of 
move down, you know, a digital transformation journey, many of them have highlighted how you've got to put the team, you know, first, the team above the individual. And so you, you've listed some really interesting ways that, that Talos has gone about doing that, which um, make a lot of sense in terms of, you know, this is how people are, are measured and, and what they're exposed to from a visibility perspective. I also think that that continual improvement piece is interesting because, you know, uh, I, I often run into this scenario where um, folks need to enable their developers more. And you realize that a lot of folks haven't set aside, you know, budget or resources or what have you to enable developers and engineers and their staff. And they sort of expect them to kind of somehow magically get better at things, but they haven't funded it. And there's no mechanism that's actually there to, to support those folks to learn whatever it is they need to learn. And we see this a lot with, you know, um, you know, developers needed to, to get training on like what are 12 factor principles, what are microservices architectures, and you know, developers weren't born knowing these things, like that they have to be given an opportunity to learn. So I, I think that that continual improvement approach is, yeah. is critical to ultimately, you know, this is not just one-time training, it's no, ongoing, exactly. right? Exactly, it's not, uh, it's not just a word for word. I mean, it's, uh, it's time we dedicate to that. Huh? It's regular, on a regular basis. Uh, each uh, each two weeks, they have half day, a full half day dedicated to continuous improvement where the community of practices are meeting together. So UX, uh, UX designers are meeting together, uh, product, product owners, scrum masters, DevOps, and so on. So they are working together. And so the coming from the various, I would say, teams, they are gathering to, together in order Yes, to dedicate time to continuous improvement, what are the pains, what we can do, we define action plan and the following. So the next two weeks, I would say they are working on, on this improvement. And of course, it's a, it's a never ending story, but it's, uh, it's time uh, dedicated to that. And we have also between the MVP, when, uh, when a team is uh, finishing an MVP and before switching to another MVP, they have uh, they have one dedicated week, one full week uh, dedicated, I would say, to to innovation or or, or training. So a kind of a kind of break uh, between uh, MVP uh, dedicated to to improvement, to innovation, to to training. Uh, so so that's uh, that's time uh, we uh, we embed uh, in our in our forecast, in our budget, in order to to do it. Uh, uh, let's say concretely. Without not wanting to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I do presume the idea is to expand and scale some of the work you're doing at the digital factory to the rest of Talos. How how do you think about doing that and bringing this beyond you know the 200 folks who are working at the digital factory now and eventually someday getting to the point where hey this is just the way we develop software at Talos? Yes, correct. Uh, so uh, we are at the beginning of the journey, so we know that. Uh, Transforming a, a group of uh, 70,000 uh, 70, people, let's say, with uh, 20,000 software engineers will, will not uh, uh, happen over, over the night. Uh, what, we are, what we are doing, in fact, we are leveraging two, uh, uh, two, two angles, I would say, two axes. 
the first one is the, the MVPs, huh? so the minimum viable product that we are dealing at the factory, that we are accelerating at the factory, and um, uh, that we are transferring back to the, to the business line. It means that uh, once the, the, the assumptions, I would say, are tested and are confirmed, uh, if positive, I need an approach. Uh, if negative, uh, we stop, end of story, or we pivot. But if positive, and we have a couple of, uh, of a good uh, example of transfer, so we transfer that back to the business line. And that's the opportunity. So we have a, a transfer, I would say, process in order to recruit, uh, let's say, the squad, the team that, uh, to which we will hand over the, the product. Uh, so recruitment, so then training, then shadowing, uh, and uh, so transferring the MVP. And while we are transferring the MVP, it means the product, to run or to scale, we are also transferring the ways of doing things. We are transferring, I would say, the technology, the continuous, the continuous integration, continuous development, I would say, chain, and so on. So that's the first, uh, first uh, axis where, through the MVP, we are using the MVP as a transformation, I would say, uh, vector, I would say, driver. The second, uh, the second uh, axis, um, uh, out of the MVP, we have a transformation, a transformation work streams. It means we have a global, I would say, transformation, digital transformation plan, uh, where we have various uh, streams, one stream related to UX, uh, so uh, design thinking activity to, to reinforce that and so on. But I will not go through all the streams, Two are, uh, let's say, very important and that are helping this, I would say, propagation. One is related to process and culture. It means that apart from the MVP, uh, we have uh, one leader, one leader of this uh, process and culture work stream uh, that is working upfront with the business lines. Uh, upfront meaning uh, without an MVP, working on uh, I would say uh, agile culture and uh, and how uh, to, uh, to 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 shift uh, the way things are, are done. So it's uh, it's agile coaching, but without let's say an, an MVP. So that's a, a work stream that is dedicated to propagate what we are doing uh, that what we are doing here. And the second uh, the second work stream I would mention. Uh, there are several ones. There is a work stream on data. There is a work stream on cyber. Uh, there are several work streams, but the second one I will highlight is uh, 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 the work stream related to the platform. Uh, so uh, we have the, the ambition uh, to, to develop, let's say, some offers as, uh, as a platform and uh, to act as a platform company uh, to, to develop uh, new offers, product as a service, and so on. And this work stream uh, is also key in order uh, to, to start uh, educating, uh, educating, let's say, the, the teams, the business lines uh, towards this platform, acting as a, as a platform company. What does it mean? It means uh, developing things in the cloud, developing things faster, leveraging technology, uh, of course, Azure, as I mentioned, and, uh, and, and Pivotal. Uh, but it means uh, also, uh, from a strategic point of view, uh, uh, replatforming, replatforming some of our existing products uh, from on-premise toward toward cloud, uh, cloud native uh, approach. And so this work stream is key. So in short, we have the MVP going through the digital factory and then transferred back to the business line, acting as a, as a let's say a change in the journey, a change agent in the journey. And the second uh, the second axis. 
through a transformation workstream, process culture, and platform. We have some others like data in order to, to, to become a, a more data-driven company. So we have, we have a workstreams there and so on, but I will not uh, go through the, through the detail. I'm just mentioning the, the main ones that are helping this propagation. But it's the beginning, huh? great. so it's, uh, it's a long journey. Yeah, it is a long journey, uh, but, but it sounds like you're off to a great start. So I do, we're, we're close on time. Uh, just one other quick question, and this could, we could spend a whole hour talking about this, but I am curious uh, because you are operating in some pretty um, sensitive industries, and so I'm sure security is a big concern. How do you think about dealing with security when all of a sudden you're developing software much quicker than in the past, you're rolling out changes much quicker, you've got you know, developers that are responsible for production environments. How do you think about security and compliance uh, in this kind of world? Or another way to maybe look yeah. at it is, you know, what is what the a lesson learned and what's the success that you've seen on the security front? Yes. Because as Jeff said, we, we could probably go on this topic for a very long Correct. time. Yeah, yeah. And I talk too much um, because it's, I'm passionate huh, by these uh, topics. And thank you for your question. The security one, yes, is definitely a, a very, uh, a very, uh, uh, sensitive, uh, sensitive uh, topic in our in our industry. To make it short, um, we started our journey with the civil uh, the civil market. Uh, um, so uh, we uh, didn't cope yet uh, with the defense. I would say regulation. We will set up. Uh, there is a plan in order to set up a kind of defense uh, digital factory. Uh, so I would say the security for defense. Uh, for defense-related uh, uh, products and new offers uh, will be dealt in that uh, framework. It will be part of the global, let's say, digital factory framework. It means that we will implement the same ways of doing things, processes, uh, most probably technology, but with some hardening maybe. But so that's a stream that we can talk about next year uh, because it's not launched yet, but it's in preparation. Uh, back to the civil, uh, civil words doesn't mean no security like, like, uh, like you know, in aviation, in, uh, in, uh, in air traffic control, uh, or, or in uh, urban rail and so on. There are also uh, cyber, cyber threats. And so what we are doing, uh, we are uh, acting on, uh, let's say, security coaching. It means that our teams uh, uh, are, uh, let's say, coached. Uh, so we... Uh, we have, a, we have a dedicated security team that helps each, each squad, each team uh, to cope with, uh, with security, I would say awareness, uh, but not only awareness, that's the first step. First angle is the awareness, risk management approach, taking, let's say, the security threats. When it comes to an MVP, we have also uh, a, security, uh, a security risk, I would say, uh, analysis that is done. Also, we uh, push towards uh, security, I would say, by design. And so our DevOps process uh, is becoming more and more DevSecOps, I would say, process in order to embed the security, uh, the security uh, by design, not only by awareness and risk analysis, but also by tooling the process. And so we are, uh, we are leveraging uh, we are leveraging, I would say, tools like Checkmars or, or others, whatever the names, but to, uh, to, to, to secure, I would say, our, our development and our continuous integration and continuous um, development chain. 
On top of that, of course, we have testing. It means that in our uh, qualification and testing process and integration process, we have some security checkpoints uh, to, uh, to, to, to test uh, through automated uh, testing, but also on top of automated testing, we have also some penetration testing that are, uh, that are planned uh, before uh, moving, uh, moving to, to production. Uh, last but not least, of course, uh, we are uh, we have uh, we have a core service related to security as an as, as an example. Uh, we have Thales is uh, has some uh, security products that we are integrating, like you know with uh, with with Pivotal. So we are investing also uh, in uh, in uh, in our uh, technical stack uh, in order to make it uh, to make it uh, more more secure. Uh, and last but not least like we talked about continuous improvement uh, in uh, in the in the, in our development i would say process we have also the security teams or the security I would say actors and stakeholders involved in uh, continuous uh, continuous uh, improvement that's what is done today huh? um, but like you know the, the cyber threats are evolving uh, every uh, every day so it's a, it's a continuous uh, it's a continuous uh, activity uh, that uh, that uh, that is very, uh, I would say, uh, uh, at the heart at the heart of uh, of our uh, factory. Even if uh, we are uh, today acting in the in the civil uh, in the civil area, uh, even civil area have some cyber threats like uh, like you know. And this will be increased, of course, uh, with uh, with the defense activity that uh, I mentioned before. But Today, the defense activity is on the is on the plan. We cannot talk about it uh, as a, as a feedback yet. Yeah, well, that will uh, that will have to be episode two with you. Um, but yeah, I really liked how you described kind of you know pulling it earlier in the development process by having that dedicated team that's available to to work with the different dev teams. You know, it's it's a form of kind of shifting left. Um, instead of having security just be this kind of gatekeeping process way down the line, it's, you know, I, I, I hear some other examples along those lines that, you know, anything you can do to kind of pull that process forward. And again, coming back to enabling and supporting the team so that they're, they're just more aware and they have the skills and they have the, the tech that they need in order to bake security in from the beginning. Um, instead of trying to, you know, tack it on and fix things later down the down the road, I think that that's uh, those are tremendous lessons for for the entire industry. So thank you for sharing. Thank you, thank you for your time.